Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Well, it's about damn time. We will get into the very latest coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. It is two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. How the hell are we feeling here on a Thursday? Who's fired up? Great, man. We don't have to talk yeah. about Deshaun Watson today, do we? Yeah, well, yeah. you never know. You never know, uh, but there is a, a Cleveland Brown or a former Cleveland Brown quarterback in the news. Uh, about time, Baker Mayfield is gone. Uh, that'll do it for Baker Mayfield's time in Cleveland. Uh, that's a wrap. Uh, he is now a Carolina Panther. That was the news yesterday. Mayfield gets sent to Carolina for a conditional draft pick in 2024. It's a fifth-round pick that becomes a fourth if he plays 70% of the snaps in Carolina, and then there's there's uh, the money uh, issue, which is uh, the Browns picking up a little over $10 million of it. Uh, the Carolina Panthers picking up just under $5 million. And Baker turning the other $3-plus million into incentives off the guarantee. So here we are. The Cleveland Browns are collecting 2008 top three draft picks in the quarterback room, or the Carolina Panthers are, rather. And they've got Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. And away we go with Baker Mayfield with the and Carolina Matt Panthers. Corral. Yeah, Matt Corral as well, too. So Well, yeah. I, I don't think Matt's playing this year, but I, I Clearly. I, <laughs> Clearly. I, well, someone asked me the other day, too, like, what do you think about Sam Darnold's chance? I'm like, well, I, I mean, look, it's, it's a conditional fifth-round pick. It could become a fourth, but I just don't think you make this move unless you feel like Baker's going to come in and do something for you. Otherwise, why would you rock the boat? I mean – Matt Rule knows Baker Mayfield. He, he was a head coach back when 
you know, Baker was still at Oklahoma. His last season there, they played against each other. Baker played pretty well. That was the season, too, if you remember. Remember when um, Baker tried to plant that flag in artificial field in Ohio oh, State? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, besides the fact that he played an amazing game, he did, did that whole thing. But I, I, it's funny. Like, when you get coaches that you played against in college and then they, you know, they end up being, you know, going on, on in the NFL, they never forget that stuff. Like they, they, like he probably still looks at Baker and is like, I remember this dude beating me. I remember this guy that year. I, I know what's happened during his time in the NFL, but I personally think he's their best option and gives them the best chance to win if he's healthy. Like his upside of what he can be as a quarterback in the NFL, it's better than what Sam Darnold's displayed so far. And, and I think it gives them a chance to potentially compete, uh, at least in, the, in that division. It's... It would have. We said it would be a messy situation in terms of trying to figure out how to do it. And so, if whatever team at this point was going to make that move, you knew that they had a serious enough deficiency at the position to make the move. And when we kept talking about it, when you kept asking, "Well, who's the team that would sabotage?" The, the Seahawks, I think the first team we said was Carolina. And and we said there would be a few other teams. We said Houston wouldn't wouldn't make sense because that would have probably been a, a part of the original deal. And I think we came up with well, – I said Seattle will, will sabotage themselves, which they probably did. But I, I just think that this is – I you, you hate to say it because I don't, I don't like calling out players unless they've done something wrong. But in this, in this instance, in, in, in this situation, Sam Darnold has not proven that he can be the starting quarterback of this team. As you said, I don't think they have the confidence that they can win with Sam Darnold. And then to think about Matt Corral – you, you draft him. To me, he's one of the, the, the guys that you would think had the possibility of being NFL ready or at least, you know, kind of taking your chances with putting him in as a rookie. But I think if you compile that with and combine that with the fact that this could be Matt Rule's last year as the head coach of Carolina. <laughs> and and so if this if this is one of those judgment years as as a coach, then at least give me give me give me a chance to win. And I think Matt Rule looked at that quarterback room. He said, "I can't win with this. Like today, I can't win with this group." And he probably had to kick, cry, scream, and moan and groan and say, "You're you're going to take my job from me this year if I don't do well." But yet, I don't have a quarterback, which, by the way, if you don't have a quarterback, how are you going to have a chance, legitimate chance, of having success? Now, Matt Rule has an opportunity to have success as a head coach. Now, Baker Mayfield has an opportunity to to show that he deserves an extension and to continue to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. I got to tell you, it, it seemed unlikely. I, I thought it was more likely that he would end up in Cleveland or they just have to release him. But now that this has happened, 
it it's one of those things i am actually super super i am now more interested and exciting excited to watch my former teammate lead a team than i was before this this trade took place like i want to watch carolina football now just to see if the Baker Mayfield that had to do this in college is going to be the same guy that ended up leaving his original place, landing somewhere else, and playing well enough to to win the Heisman and playing well enough to grab people's flags, grab their flag, and put it in Ohio State. <laughs> like, I want to see if I see that just, Baker Mayfield this year. I just think that should have been part of his draft profile. No like kidding, plan, planting a flag on artificial turf. Like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's cool, man, but it's, it's, it doesn't actually And, and work. by the way, now that you bring that up, is this like no. karma coming back to bite him in the ass, seeing the way he was treated in Cleveland after what he did to Ohio State? You know, there's a lot of uh, Buckeye fans that are rooting for the Browns that are probably thinking to themselves, well, you know, now now that we see uh, how this whole thing played out, we should have known after he planted the flag. I'll but, tell you what, man, those, those things go hand in hand, and it's funny – you know, Braylon Edwards, who obviously was a Michigan guy, and when he got there, like, I, I always felt like he had to do a little extra to appease Cleveland Browns fans. because <laughs> really? they are, they're, they're, Yeah, that state, look, it's divided between between three teams. And it's bad. It's it's Cleveland, it's Cincinnati, the Bengals, and then it's Pittsburgh. Like, those are the three teams you get people, what they root for professionally. There's only one team they root for across the entire state. That's Ohio State. Like that, they, they're they unified Michigan. in that regard. <laughs> okay. They hate, hate Michigan. Michigan. Like that, I, that's where I, I, like, I can't explain this to people when they were asking about, you know, you know, the USC, you see, like going to the Big Ten. I'm like, you don't, y'all don't get it. Like you guys have this crosstown rival that's cute. Like it's, it's cute. Like people in these, these rural areas in Ohio. There will be cops who just pull over someone and give them a ticket for going like two miles over <laughs> the week of Ohio State-Michigan. And the only justification is because they have a Michigan tag and they're in the state of Ohio. That still happens. Like, that stuff still happens. It, there is hatred between the two. And, and it's, it's awesome for college sports rivalries. And by the way, that's not going away just because of this realignment. <laughs> but that's, that was one of those things where, like, for for Braylon, I always felt like he had it was a it was like a hard thing to get over until he had a Pro Bowl season when I was there. It was like hard for him to be able to to get over that hump with a lot of the fans there because of how you know avid they are Ohio State fans. But um, it's I'll ask you guys this question: like if Baker obviously healthy and if he starts, and by the way, Week One, <laughs> it sounds great. It sounds great because the storylines. They play Cleveland week one. Carolina does. Wow. But you're going, all right, it's probably not Deshaun starting. So. It, yeah, I mean, I, and I just, I don't, is he going to be ready? I mean, we got two months, and I know it's, it, it's, 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 you know, we're talking about Sam Darnold, but is he going to be ready right. in two months to start week one? Yes, he, he can. I mean, one, the, the good thing about going in late to a place is you don't have to know the entire offense. You just have to know the offense for that week. And so he's got enough time to learn the basics of it. He's been in West Coast Systems before in Cleveland, which is what Ben McAdoo runs. Now, the interesting thing about this is Ben McAdoo was out of football when, when he – I saw this. Uh, Did he yeah, get a better well, suit yet? Well, 
<laughs> I don't did he think change so. up his, did, he, did he change up his suit game? My no, guy? he might need to go change up his draft profile <laughs> of Baker Mayfield, though. He basically said he's a small quarterback who's got small hands and a good athlete. Like, he way, had him ranked behind Mason Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So he didn't have glowing remarks about him. That's public. I mean, I'm not – you know, look, add it to the boulder that's already on Baker Mayfield's shoulder, I'm sure. But I, I think the better, the better question is, like, where is Carolina in this division? Because it may sound crazy to you. I don't think it's outside the realm of saying if he's healthy and playing well with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, with the offensive line improvements they made, they've got good receivers on the outside. Their defense was nasty. It was good last year. It was top 10 last year. Yes, it'd be nasty. Like, they're better than Atlanta. I don't know that they're better than New Orleans, but you also have Jameis taking over. I don't know. You know, maybe Jameis plays well. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he throws 30 interceptions. Dennis Allen's the head coach. I don't know. I right. mean, it's that, – that's – I mean, obviously Tampa. Marks. Tampa's still the best in the, in the division, but I think Carolina's that team you look at and say, yeah, they could surprise a lot of people this year. Maybe that, that's a storyline to keep an eye on. They're a fringe playoff team, especially in the NFC. Like, I, I don't – I mean, I think they've got a legitimate shot. Uh, the division, you know, could be tough, obviously, with Tampa, and then you wait to see what New Orleans is doing. But I don't think it's crazy to think that Carolina could sneak in the seven or, or six seed. I don't, I don't think that's I, I think you've got four definitive division winners, right? Like, I think you give the edge to the Rams. You Obviously, the Packers in the north. In the south, the Bucks, And then the east, probably Dallas. So, like, those four teams, I feel like, are definitively kind of those four teams. And you got three other spots. And, and I don't maybe, put Dallas in there. I'm telling okay. you, I don't put so, them in there. Wow, you're putting Philly, right? I'm not. I'm not saying Philly's definitive. I'm just not saying Dallas is definitive. Okay, I think it's going to be an up for grabs division again. Well, okay. Well, at least based on last year, like all four yeah, of those based teams, on last right? year. Yeah, I'll give you based on last year. I just, I just, I just don't trust their offense. I just don't I, – I don't know how they became the liability so quickly to me, but I just do not trust their offense. I don't trust – I did not like the fact that they did not establish a dominant up-front line of scrimmage last year, and they didn't improve their offensive line this year. Well, they drafted I, the kid out of Tulsa. I mean, he, he's a physical kid. He, I, he, yeah, he might I, be able to right away. <laughs> I'm not so I, – I think there's just as many question marks surrounding Dallas as any other team. The question mark of can Dak Prescott be a big game football player, not a garbage time stat guy. Like the the question of can can this offensive receiving core, as talented as they are, take a step forward. They're going to have to take two steps forward, not having Amari Cooper. Can they do that? Will Ezekiel Elliott be anything? I know he – I think he broke 1,000 yards last year, but it's probably the most underwhelming 1,000-yard rusher that, that you'll see. And I know that sounds horrible to say if you break 1,000 yards in the NFL, but he's just he just has not been the same running back that we saw earn the, the respect of being called probably the best running back in the league. He just hasn't been that guy. If, if anything, I'll say that Pollard has been – probably the more explosive, more effective running back in that offense. I just I'm not sold on Dallas and I guess to uh, to not go off on a tangent because we're talking about Baker Mayfield in Carolina, I just I think that there are a few definitive teams in the NFC and you named them and I think if you if you take which 
somebody's got to come out of NFC East, so it doesn't really matter. It's going to be one team that comes out of East that goes into the playoffs. But when you look at it, if if Carolina can actually navigate the NFC South and find their way into the playoffs, I mean, who knows about, about Tampa? Like, if I'm being honest, there's the possibility that, that Tom Brady at some point could start looking – the age that he is it's possible yeah, yeah it is i mean yeah. I, I, it's I think possible i'm not gonna say that because i think people have been trying to say that for like a decade I mean, yeah, Seth, but at some Seth point wickersham been saying that yeah, for a while LeVar, hey, you're LeVar, right lavar i know about tampa they're making the playoffs i'll, I'll take that right now uh, i will take that i'm just right. telling here's, you here's the only thing i'm gonna say about the nfc east dallas is the betting favorite i would assume is that correct jonas yeah, yeah. oh heck yeah well, well, how do you think yeah. oh, you think i just have this offhand that i know but yeah you're right uh, no dallas they're probably easily did you have it up? Did you have it up? Of course. What do you think? I love it. I, anytime, hey, hey Lamar, anytime we start coming down to some of these oh, conversations, oh, I, yeah. he just brings up the betting <laughs> odds. Of course. Yeah. By the way, I do, I do have something that's interesting, speaking of the betting odds from our friends at DraftKings. Did it move at all between um, the last 24 hours? Well, he, you know? I, I'm, I'm not sure if it moved. Um, we're talking about the uh, the to Carolina Panthers. to make the playoffs. Yeah, to be clear here. Um, but I just do, I want to make this point. Um, do you think Carolina or the New York Giants are more likely to make the playoffs next year. Carolina. All right. According to DraftKings, the Giants have significantly better odds to make the playoffs than the Carolina Panthers do. Carolina, it's amazing to me. They I do think that. that's crazy. It's, I a think sucker's, it's crazy. it's a sucker's bet. Yeah, they're, they're trying doing to lure it you It's in. a big market. They're yep. trying to lure in all the New York Giants. 100%. Uh, Carolina's plus 400 to make the playoffs. Uh, so lay 100, win 400, uh, minus 500 to not make, and then the Giants are, are plus 225. So that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I yeah. think I think Carolina's got an opportunity to be the second best team in that division. And I think the Giants are by far and away the worst team in the NFC East. Like I don't I don't even think it's close uh, between Washington and Philly. So uh, but can I ask you this though, Brady? Because you I, I'm fascinated by this. Are the Ohio State Buckeyes, if you're ranking the most popular football teams in the state, Ohio State's by far and away number one, a college yes. team. Yes. Yes. Damn. I didn't know they had that much grasp on the, on the entire state. I don't state. see why you wouldn't. Well, hold on. As far as if you're saying, like, are you ranking them over a pro team? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you look at the state, how it's divided up. In the south, you've got Cincinnati. In the north, you've got Cleveland. And then really once you get to the east side of the state, you've got some Pittsburgh fans, no doubt. Yeah. So that's how it's divided up for pro teams. If they root for, if they root for pro and college they're all Buckeyes fans. So they're, you just, they're all Buckeyes fans. Some people will say they're Cincinnati fans now, but for the most part, they're all Buckeyes fans. So that, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're rooting for the Buckeyes over Cleveland. The funniest thing is Youngstown was probably ahead of Cincinnati for quite some time. <laughs> the Penguins? Yeah, yeah absolutely. They play yeah. some quality football at Youngstown they State, do, man. man. Well, uh, I mean, don't leave out Mount Union. Mount Union's been dominating D3 Mount for a Union. long time. Yeah. You know, Ohio Wesleyan. I mean, come on. I mean, no, like, you no, know. I mean, Ohio Wesleyan hasn't, but. Well, I mean, like, you know. I'm just, you, just just happen to, you just happen to know the school. You're 100%. looking at a map right now. That, that, is, that is 100%. You're looking at a, a map of Columbus, Ohio right now, that, Which is uh, funny. Listen. I just remember uh, there were guys I played with in high school who got letters from Ohio Wesleyan, and they're like, man, I got a letter from Ohio Wesleyan. I'm thinking to myself. God, you weren't good. How'd, how'd that happen? Then I realized, you know, it's a uh, heard Ohio Wesleyan. But, uh, yeah, we, we used to go there in high school for three days. 
And so we'd go mm. stay there for a week and have like literally three a days in the middle of the summer. I, I, Imagine I, you can't even do football it for three a days. Yeah, they don't do two yeah. a days anymore. I know. Like it was nuts. But I just remember us like walking around like town. There was like high school kids. Just terrible idea. Guys getting in trouble. People, people pulling fire alarms. Just completely ruining other people's dorms. It, it was just... It was, it was like the worst decision you could possibly make. Between the fact that it wasn't safe, having three a days in that heat, everyone's getting shin splints because the field was so hard and tried out. <laughs> but then we've got our, our dorm rooms looked absolutely like just a chaos. People walking into other people's rooms, opening up a bag of chips and just throwing it everywhere. Mm. That's terrible, man. That's Very a, not, 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 a, not a smooth kids. way to uh, introduce yourself to a new place. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever Get your podcast from. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Yeah, rock, man. Two pros uh, and a cup of Joe. Fox man. Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We are taking you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here. Hour two of the program. Uh, we're going to have a, a visit from uh, Albert Breer uh, coming up uh, in about 20 minutes or so from now, uh, try and get the uh, the details uh, as to how this whole Baker Mayfield trade to the Carolina Panthers came together and what's next for the uh, uh, for the Deshaun Watson conversation. But um, you guys remember uh, like a few months back when uh, Urban Meyer got fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, Josh Lambeau, the uh, former kicker for the Jaguars, had that story about an incident in uh, training camp or practice in August. Him. Yeah, he, like, kicked him and said, uh, you know, make your effing kicks or whatever, and Josh Lambeau was just distraught by it. Uh, so then he uh, he ended up uh, going to uh, some sort of a, a reporter or somebody wrote a column about it, and then he ended up suing the team uh, for, like, $3.5 million. Uh, this was after, of course, he stuck around for a couple of months uh, uh, you know, and uh, there was nothing said about it afterwards. And and then uh, Urban Meyer got fired and then everybody wanted to just air out Urban Meyer. Well, apparently um, Josh Lambeau, uh, the the Jaguars are filing a motion to dismiss his lawsuit because he never followed up when the Jaguars had legal counsel reach out to him. So the whole Josh Lambeau thing never really went anywhere because he didn't really do anything with it, which uh, begs the question, what was the point? Why bitch about it if you weren't going to follow up on it? And so the Jags are even uh, trying to distance themselves from uh, from LeVar's buddy, Josh Lambeau, who got kicked in practice by Urban Meyer. So there's that. There's the update on uh, on the latest uh, Urban Meyer and the smear campaign that took hold, place hold in Jacksonville. On. Hold on, hold on. The Jags try to distance themselves. I mean, I, I, 
I don't know that they were. I think that when they cut him, they distanced themselves. Yes, from him, didn't they? very good. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, very true. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this uh, this whole lawsuit. This just this makes me laugh because so many people had all these stories come up at the time when it was happening. Remember, there was the story Marvin Jones Jr. who apparently uh, you know walked yeah. out of practice, and then Marvin Jones Jr. himself said, "No, that's not what happened. No, that that isn't what happened at all." But everybody just ran with whatever they wanted to run with because they wanted to see Urban Meyer fail. And I'm not saying that he was innocent of any dysfunction there, that he did nothing wrong, and it was best for both sides that he go and and it didn't work out. But this was a smear campaign from so many different sides. And just seeing how this whole thing unraveled for Josh Lambeau, who tried to rat him out and say, well, he picked on me in practice and, uh, you know, he kicked me and it was unacceptable just to see how this whole thing has played out just makes me laugh because there was one show that was talking about it and trying to speak on behalf of, hey, maybe there's some more to this story. Not everybody just run with it because you had a bias against Urban Meyer going into the hiring. And it was this show. And I feel like we've been part vindicated so round of applause for us we should take a bow think about that right. yeah that's that's I, I, something man yeah that is something you like that that is that Big, is yeah something. see right yeah. there studio I audience feel like i got too like excited about that why not honest, but i don't know I, I just you know i mean i i do believe that there's something to be said about the way things were handled in terms of the i guess the 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 painting of the picture of who Urban Meyer um, was as a person or as a coach for Jacksonville, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't. You know, the whole kicker thing. I mean, you know, kickers are people too. But if there were a position to be abusive towards, oh, um, it would be the kicker. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> it just would be. My God. It just would be. Um, you know, I, 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 you know. I, I, can I just, can I just add this? Can I just yeah, add this? Yeah. All right. When we're out there and we are sweating our asses off, when we're when we are doing all of these things, I'll say this: there are a couple exceptions. All right, Brett Conway, I'll make an exception for. John Hall, I'll make an exception for. Uh, uh, um, 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 uh, why am I blanking on my boy's name, man? Who is my kicker in, in for the New York Giants? He's, he's now, he's a commentator now. Jay Feely? Jay Feely. He, he gets a pass. Those guys get a pass. You know why? Why? Because they, you know, Jay Feely was actually my, my workout partner in the weight room. Like, Jay Feely was an overachiever in terms of how he conditioned and how he worked, and he conditioned and he worked with us. I had never seen a kicker prepare and work with the team the way that those couple dudes did. John Hall was the same way. And if you get out there and you can't do the one thing, like if you think about it, like you're asked to do so many different things when you're at any position. And and, and and when I say a lot of different things, I mean, there are people don't realize how many moving parts are connected to to a position, a position um, on the field. But as a kicker, you only have to literally do one thing. You have to have your steps down and you have to keep your head down and you got to kick the ball like that's it. That's it. So if there were a position grouping where you'd be like, yeah, you know, if he kicked them, <laughs> he kicked them. 
You know, it would be that position. I'm sorry. If he's missing field goals, if he's missing field goals and he got kicked, it's like that's what you do. You can't be offended by me kicking you for missing the field goal because that's what you do. You kick and you're not making the field goals. So I'm going to kick you. So there you go. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not going to tag on to that tangent. I'm there you just, go. The thing that I, I, I'm more surprised by and kind of what Jonas <laughs> points out is – just how many people were so quick to buy into the narrative, the story, everything behind it without fact-checking, without knowing anything behind it. And anyone you talked to within the organization, whether it was a current player, someone who worked within the organization, were like, yeah, that, that wasn't true. <laughs> like, and then they're like, and then usually the response would be, well, do you know Josh Lambeau? Have you heard about it? Like, the, the guy has a reputation, yet everyone in the media wanted to overlook that reputation to then sit there and just vilify Urban Meyer for it. So I, it just goes to show you there was never follow-through. There was never anything substance to it. But that's the day and age we live in right now, man. Like, people just throw out whatever they want, and people in the masses want to buy into it, want to read into it. It's a, it, it's, it's a dangerous time, man. It is because we allow um, social media platforms to influence, like, wh- where we get our facts from, what we think how we feel about things. And it's awful because especially as you read more about how much of it's actually real, how much of it's not manipulated, whether it's bots or people paid to do different things. I mean, it's just, but that, that all plays into it. Like that's, that's how we bought into this. We bought into what we thought was, you know, something that maybe had happened to a kicker now that wasn't even true. Well, and it's also that that's why the lack of trust people have in media and reporting is validated. It's stuff like this that you go, okay, well now I get it. I remember, right. I remember hearing this story and I thought it was weird initially when, when I, when I heard this detail of it, I thought it was weird, but Aaron Rodgers was sitting down for an interview with Mina Kimes and she pointed out that he started his recorder during the interview because he wanted to make sure nothing was taken out of context and he had proof of what was being recorded. And then, I've now, done that before. yeah, and, but the more I talk to people who, who are actually famous, like you guys or, or anybody else, they go, well, yeah, that's that's not that uncommon. And it makes it makes it Aaron Rodgers look like, oh, well, that's maybe what every approach somebody should take, because you can't trust that whoever is going to be telling your side of the story or speaking on behalf or telling something about an incident that involved you is going to be true. People just make crap up and run with it. And then and and then and, and there are certain people out there that just believe it because they want confirmation bias. And they had a preconceived opinion about Urban Meyer uh, in this example. And they want to just run with whatever was going to, to point towards their opinion that went into this and just say, oh, well, that we now feel validated and vindicated for how we felt about it. And it was all crap. It, it just most it's crazy people, how this works. Most people in the past and and even probably still right now already have their story written they already had their report done and i remember i did outside the lines one time and and whoever the d-bag is that was was leading whatever he was a reporter for him and they were doing a special on concussions and cte and stuff like that and they wanted to talk to me about it because, you know, I had been become an authority on discussing, you know, how you should tackle, how you should approach training, different things like that. Um, 
even like had all kinds of methodology around kind of the idea of, of what tackling and what contact should look like. So they come to my home and, and, and I had my, I had my own production team there and we recorded the entirety of, of the interview. And sure enough, when they aired it, there was one point where they asked me a question about, well, are you comfortable with letting your sons play, play football? And I said, I mean, yeah, I'm not the type of dad where I, I'm like a barbarian. And, and it's because I had talked about how the sissification of, of America is, is growing. It's running rampant, right? Like what do you mean just, by that? Oh, just uh, sissies running around everywhere, like just soft. That nobody is tough anymore. Like you don't, you don't, you don't have a dad that's coming home with dirt under his fingernails and 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 you know oil and 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 just muck on them from the work of the day. You just don't see old school situations playing out, and the house is prevalent anymore. So it's it's been replaced by video games and and snack food and all this stuff. And I'm saying this right. And that's all they used in the piece. It's like I, I'm not the type of guy that would send my kids into the, the, the woods and they have to live in a tent and not not understand the confines and the safety of being in a home. But, I'm you know, I'm not that extreme, but I'm not going to sit there and put bubble wrap around my kid either. So the way they kind of spun the, the art or the, the report on outside the lines was it's like this linebacker that's supposed to be kind of like the uh, like a, a voice and an authority on on hidden safe hidden health safety is sitting there talking about his kids this way. Like he's not putting them in bubble wrap and he doesn't want them to be sissies and this, that and the other. It's like, what? Totally took out of context. Now. The sad part about it is, is, is that social media wasn't going wild at that time. It hasn't become the platform of you being your own voice um, just yet. It hadn't gotten there yet. But YouTube was out, different things like that. So I put the raw footage of the entire, of the entire interview on YouTube. And I said, when the truth doesn't matter was the, the title. Sometimes the truth doesn't matter. It's just the story that matters. And, and so that sucks sometimes. I mean, it sucks any time that that happens when people already have their story written. They just need the quote from the person to make the story what they wanted it to be. And, I, and I, you know, I hate to say it, but that happens in media a lot. Yeah, well, it's it's it, there's just a bias. It's how it is nowadays. That's <laughs> people just want they want confirmation on whatever their opinions are going into stuff, and and they're going to look for whatever that is. It's it's the everybody's got an echo chamber. It seems like to where they just want to they want to listen to whatever is going to you know recycle or refilter all the uh, the views and opinions they have, and they roll with that, and that's the way this whole thing goes. But people uh, have voices now, though, and yeah. that's the thing about it. Like you can like what Aaron Rodgers did, or or me recording you know them doing that interview you can now produce your own pieces and put them out you know and 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 it's going to become even more prevalent it's going to become way more prevalent so it's interesting i don't know what what urban is going to do this year but i hope at some point he's on a major platform and i hope at some point he he clears it up you know and 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 maybe even talks about you know some of the things that took place there because again sometimes you could look at somebody and be like they're the problem and then you get an opportunity to hear what what circumstances they were dealing with 
And if you're not going to sit there and say they're disgruntled or they're upset and they have an ax to grind or whatever it may be, and you're really willing to listen to what they have to say, I think that you can get some pro- proper perspective and and a different perspective on what you know was being reported and what was being said. It just goes to show what I've always known for the past several months here on this show. There's one trusted news source, and it's the BQ News. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
with wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. Uh, it is Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Kind enough to join us here on a Thursday morning. Albert, what's happening? How are we feeling? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Um, good. Yeah. So good. Let, let's good. Uh, ask you uh, the obvious. Uh, how did this Baker Mayfield to Carolina deal get done? How long was it in the works for? I mean, it's been in the works for three or four months. Um, you know, really – you know, in the end, I think this came down to finances and how they were going to make the money work. And, um, you know, if you want to look at the, the very end of it, um, you know, the, the Browns had offered to pay half of his salary, and that offer had been on the table for quite some time. So they stretch a little bit, and they go to $10.5 million. Um, the Panthers wanted to stay in the 4 to $5 million range. They get to $5 million. So both the Browns and Panthers – sort of stretch at the end and the Browns, you know, my understanding is the very end threw it an extra million. Um, that was over the last couple of days. And then, you know, it really came down to what Baker wanted to do. And, you know, I, I think that's where you come, where, where Baker comes to the realization, you know, I, if I'm going to know I'm going to be a starting quarterback somewhere this year, or at least have a real shot to be a starting quarterback for the whole year somewhere, um, Carolina might be my best option. And so that's where they got him to cover the rest. Um, you know, for the Browns, I think it's pretty simple. It's just, you know, it's getting Baker Mayfield off their roster and, you know, solving an issue, um, which, you know, obviously this doesn't look great because they're already paying Deshaun Watson $46 million this year. And if he can't play for part or all of the year, um, you can question that investment. Now they're paying another $10.5 million for a quarterback who's not going to be on the roster at all. Um, you know, and, and, and so it's just, I think, just trying to find closure, and the Browns get that. And then for the Panthers, I think as much as anything else, it's about raising the floor at the position. And doesn't mean Baker's automatically a starter. Um, they're going to throw him into a competition with Sam Darnold and with Matt Corral. Um, but I think what it does, if you look at the way that Darnold played last year and you look at the transition Corral's going to be making going from Old Miss to the NFL – you know, at the very least, in Baker Mayfield, they know they've got a guy there who can give them average quarterback play, which is better than what they had last year. Wow. <laughs> That's a glowing wow. report, Albert. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I mean, he did take him to I'm a playoff. Brady, 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 Brady. I'm not saying he's going to be average. <laughs> but I'm saying, like that, I'm saying that now becomes the baseline, right? I mean, right. if you look I mean, at it, though, and, here, and here's the thing. Like, if you look at it, <laughs> who's the 16th best quarterback in the NFL? If that's average, right? Yeah, I guess, Baker, yeah. last year? Well, no, he was hurt, though. I mean, I, I just, I'm right. saying, like, I think you go two years back, he played pretty darn well. I think you put him in the top half of the league. But anyway. Is this because of the flag? Uh, yeah. So is I'm this because he planted the I'm flag? Not can't be be- I'm not saying Baker can't be better than that. I'm saying that becomes your baseline now where, like, with Darnold and Corral – 
like the bottom really could have fallen out. Well, you know? easy now. Easy now, Corral. LaVar likes Matty. Um, I, I don't I know. know. I mean, but... I coached him in high school, so. Yeah. I easy, have a personal Albert. T- personal yeah, you're, you're offending people over here, yeah. Albert. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, we still got to do our job, so that's all right. I mean, but if I do see you in the, in the streets, you know, now there's something to add to the Ohio <laughs> State thing. Uh, hey, I'm going um, to put a knot on your head out. Nah, is, is, there, is there any indication that maybe Cleveland, too, feels like the Deshaun Watson – saga is going to end and maybe with a more favorable suspension than what we on the outside think or what's been reported that the NFL wants a year and definite suspension. Yeah. Do you think that played any role whatsoever in any of this? I don't think so. Um, You know, just because the Browns actions over the last three or four months would indicate they weren't holding on to Baker as an insurance policy. Um, because you're not, you know, offering another team to pay half his salary to facilitate a trade if he is an insurance policy. Um, so I, I don't think it directly connects here. I think they did want closure here. That doesn't mean they don't feel good about where they are right now, though. Um, because I do think that if you read the tea leaves, and I, I give you the caveat here that no one knows what Sue Robinson's going to do. This isn't the NFL making a decision. This is first going to be sue robinson making a decision you know that said i, I you know I, like you look at some of the actions of the of, of both sides of the nfl the nflpa you know in watson's camp too um over the last month and it would indicate that the nflpa and watson feel pretty comfortable with their position and the nfl squirming a little bit because the nfl wants a year um you know they're they're going now they're shooting right now for um, for, for, for at least that much, if not an indefinite suspension, which is, you know, under the term of banishment in the CBA. And, like, the one thing I've heard definitively about Sue Robinson over the last few weeks is that she isn't happy that things have become public, that the NFL's position has become public. Now, if you really think about that, right, if, if the NFL felt really good at their position, about their position, about where they are, you wouldn't hear anything about it because they wouldn't want to rock the boat with a former U.S. District Court judge who they haven't done business with before, <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, like, I, I think the NFL's actions over the last few weeks have raised some eyebrows in that I think, you know, people are looking at it and saying, well, wait a second, like, if the NFL is so aggressively pushing their position out there and letting everybody know where they stand, you know, what does that mean about how they feel about where things are with Sue Robinson? So, you know, I know the NFLPA and, and Deshaun Watson's camp felt good about their position coming into all of this. And even coming out of it now, it, it feels like I, I think everybody's bracing maybe for a partial season suspension. I don't know what percentage of the season that's going to be, and maybe not the whole season. Again, with the caveat that nobody really knows what Robinson's going to do. Hmm. All right, can, can we stay, stay here for a second, A.B., because my whole thought process is – for the information on the NFL and what they were seeking to get out actually plays in their favor in terms of, you know, if if the if the judgment of the punishment rendered is not what it is that they said they're recommending or they're pushing for. And, and here's the reason why to let that information out, but to know what you're just what you just said 100% confirms to me. Okay, so you let that information out. 
everybody knows that's paying attention that, oh, this is what the NFL wants. The NFL is pushing for a year-long indefinite suspension until everything is handled, everything's taken care of, yada, yada, yada. Well, if it comes back that it's a six-game suspension, if it comes back that it's an eight-game suspension, the NFL is going to be looking at, at the public like, don't blame that on us. Don't put that right. on me. Like like Roger Goodell, you know, the, don't put this on me. We said what our recommendation was. We made it clear. This also was conveniently put out in the media that whatever the, the, the judge, former judge uh, and the, the head of the arbitration, whatever she, which I think also was very strategic as well to have a, a woman do the arbitration and come down with the verdict. All of these things being leaked out and put out, whatever it is her decision is, we're not going to fight it. It's it's going to be what it's going to be. It sounds like subdiffuge to me. That's what it sounds like. So to me, listening to what you just said, there's got to be an element here of knowing going into this that there's a strong possibility that what we thought was going to happen, which was going to be the harshest of penalties, is not really the reality that that may take place here. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, we talk every week, so you guys know like a baby a month ago, um, you know, it felt like this was after the New York times story, um, you know, after the 23rd and 24th lawsuits were filed, it, it felt like, okay, like maybe this is trending from six, eight, 10 games to a full season. And now it feels like it's swinging back around again. And, you know, LeVar, I think your logic is, is, is on there. You know, I, I, the one thing the NFL knows after going through Ray Rice and Greg Hardy and Adrian Peterson and, and even more recently Zeke Elliott, Josh Brown, like all these cases, you know, I, I think the one thing that they've defer, this definitively earned, uh, learned is if they're going to, like, err in any way, err on the side of, of, of being too harsh, you know. And, you know, I, I think that that's, one thing that the NFL knows is like they can't come off as being soft on something like this. And so letting everybody know we're, we wanted to be tough on this. We wanted to, you know, draw a hard line that this isn't, this isn't tolerable. Letting everybody know that before Sue Robinson renders a decision sort of takes the PR element out of it for them. And I don't think any of that's by mistake. So, you know, absolutely, you know, I think that that's a big piece of this. And, you know, then the question becomes when this goes to Roger Goodell or his designee, how how does he handle it? Because it's not just the Watson case you're dealing with then. You're dealing with, I mean, to me, two other things. Number one, you negotiated this, right, in 2020, and this is the first high-profile case. So, you know, are you going to undermine the process that you negotiated with the union two years ago on the first high-profile case that comes across your desk. You know, and then number two, I like, there are a bunch of owners, I know Jerry Jones is one of them, that want the NFL to become less involved, not more involved in these sorts of things and wants to allow law enforcement to sort of dictate the way things go on these sorts of things. And so I think even, from, even, even internally, you know, among the groups of, a group of owners, there's a feeling that, they should just let the process take them where they go on this rather than interfering. And so I, I do think that that's where the NFL is trying to thread the needle right now is, is, is letting everybody know they wanted to be really harsh on this while also 
following a process they put in place a couple of years ago. Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. What happens now with Jimmy Garoppolo? It's a great question, and I think um, a big part of it, Jonas, comes down to you know his shoulder first and foremost. And you know, I, I think that with the his ability to prove that he could just throw right now is important. And I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, like he's only under contract for this year. So if you're trading for him, you're trading for him for right now. So you want to know um, that he's progressing the way he should be coming off of rotator cuff surgery. Uh, so that's number one. And then, you know, the rest of it comes down to money. Um, he's due 20, over $24 million for this year. It's different than Baker because none of it's guaranteed. So the Niners could cut him tomorrow without penalty. Um, so, you know, I, I think a lot of this is going to come down to, A, proving he can throw, and then, B, the Niners facilitating talks between his camp and other teams about negotiating some sort of salary for 2022. I'm not saying Jimmy's not worth the money. Um, I actually think he's sort of become underrated. I mean, he's been in the NFC title game two of the last three years. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a great player, but I think he's a good player. Um, the problem is all the cap space across the league sort of dried up now because of the point of the offseason that we're at. And so, you know, a lot of this, you know, is going to come down to after he proves that he's healthy, like what sort of contract is he willing to play on? You know, and, and if he's willing to pay play for where it was going to be 24, if he's willing to pay play for five or six or seven million dollars, I'd imagine there'd be a good handful of teams that would be interested in him. If he insists on that number being 12, 15, 18, um, maybe we're talking about something else. So I think that that's something that's going to be sort of an interesting challenge for both Jimmy and his agents and as far as just handling the, the back end of this process before trades consummated if this doesn't just end in Jimmy being cut. Last one for me, um, Albert. <clears throat> we've got a running joke this week on the show. We, we can't seem to not talk about Deshaun Watson in some <laughs> shape or form capacity. I know we've already talked about him a little bit at length, but we don't have much time here. So give me your prediction. How many games do you believe he will be suspended when Sue L. Robinson, you know, doles out her punishment. All right. I'm going to say eight with the possibility of a reduction to six. What? Jeez. So what you, you say saying? eight, and he's going to what? No, 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 no. Give me, give me ten to eight. Ten to eight. What, what do you mean ten to eight? It's like eight to ten. So, 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 so ten. <laughs> so like the Roethlis, I think the reduced down to eight. Do you, yeah. guys, do you guys remember the Roethlisberger suspension was like six to four, right? Like yeah. it was. It was six when he got it, but then they reduced it to four because he met certain conditions. I think some of it was counseling and that sort of thing. What is right? like parole? <laughs> He's got to like be a good citizen <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, that's exactly what it means. That's exactly Jesus. what it means. And I think you're right on the first one, Albert. I think, I, Stay I, I, strong on it. Don't go to ten. Ten to eight. No, 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 no. Right on the first one. Ten to eight is like ten to eight is basically half the season, right? Like eight's a little less than half the season, ten's a little more than half the season. So I'm going to say ten games with the possibility to reduce it to eight if he meets certain conditions. Wow. Okay. See, right. What I are you guys you right. saying? I, want, I, I think you were right on the first one. I think it's going to be eight with the potential of being reduced to six. The more okay. and more I'm paying attention to what's coming out and how it's coming out, and you notice like the quiet. There's a calm. There's nothing. There's nothing being stated. Nothing being said. Nothing being reported right now. Right this moment. And then now Baker Mayfield. They figure out a way for him to get out of town. Is that Baker Mayfield getting out of Dodge? 
to me, yeah. it's I think eight to six. I think you're spot on on the first one. Wow, look at that. I mean, who knew that's, Penn, that's what I think. Who knew Penn State and Ohio State would come together on a Deshaun yeah. Watson punishment? Well, this is well I mean, changed. before long, before, hey, before long, guys, you're gonna have three Big Ten guys in this segment, right? That that is. Oh very wow, true. Are you calling your shot? <laughs> Notre Dame going to the Big Ten? Look at that. You have to wait a couple of years, Albert. Sorry to inform you of that, but you have to wait a couple of years. Uh, Albert, uh, we appreciate it as always. Get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Thanks, uh, Al. Good stuff. We'll there see you. Hey, wait, Al, where are you right now? Gary, you still there? I'm on. I'm on Nantucket. Oh, You're still man. in Nantucket, wow. huh? Being all fancy up there. Wow. Some yacht rock. Yeah, yeah. This is so, where yeah. I go Just for the break. So that's where sipping, I'm at. Yeah, you do. Sipping your tea with that pinky up. Is all you're doing, huh? Yeah. I've never put my pinky up before, Brady. <laughs> I don't know. They do it in Nantucket, I think. Uh, yeah. There he is, uh, the great Albert Breer. Uh, always a you good guys conversation. Did give it. Are we going uh, to do an over and under on this? Let's go eight games. Oh. Well, I thought uh, we I thought we did, didn't I? Didn't we set it at nine and a half guys, or ten and yeah. a half or something okay, like that? Okay, okay. I'm taking you guys the over. Both say over. Yeah, I'm taking okay. the over. I think Brady took the, the under. Wait, hold on. Here's the conditions, though. Are we saying the initial one, not after it's reduced? Initial. Initial. I'm I'm gonna take the over. I think yeah. it was ten. Whole season okay. gone. Whole season gone. That's a little drastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, I do. I'm I'm just starting. I was there with you, Jonah. But it's changing. <laughs> that is it's so. That is so disrespectful. It is I'm pretty changing. funny. That is your. That is your new uh, stage name. That's just. That's my stage name. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm you taking know, the under. If I was on stage, I would need a, a nice shave. Oh oh oh! O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.